You are listening to the RTE Today podcast, featuring some of our best bits from the show on RTE One weekdays at 3.30. We have our panel back in studio. We have communications guru Terry Prone from Cork Bio. We have Joe Shen on Skype. We have Kira Kelly from a news talk. Kira, we're going to start with you. We're going to start with dry January, but a different one. Yeah, dry January. This is dry phone January. Um, a lot of people, I suppose, recognize that they have an issue with how much they use their smartphones. And uh, this is a really interesting catalog where, where, where this person went and looked and, and literally monitored and measured how often they were on their phone. Five hours a day was, was what they came up with, which I'm really afraid to look at my own phone usage. You can see if there's a little bit in your phone that tells you how often yeah. you use it. But I think we're all guilty of this. And I do think it's coming between us and the rest of our lives. I think, you know, the, the phone, people talk about fubbing, which is where you, you ignore people in your real life because you're stuck to your phone. And, and, and it's a thing. I also think it doesn't have the best benefit on your sleep, on your mental health and any of those things. So I think this is something we should be thinking about and, and about maybe addressing uh, I'm probably one of the last generations that grew up without a phone in my youth. I didn't get my first phone till I was in my, my first mobile was in my maybe mid-twenties and my first internet-enabled phone, I, I was probably in my late-twenties. Um, so, so we didn't have it and I think it's probably a good thing. And, and what it said in this article, which I thought was really interesting, it compared phone usage nowadays to how people used to smoke in the 1930s, like kids would smoke, yeah. everyone would smoke, it's smoking <laughs> so- everywhere, this unfettered smoking. They said that's what phone use is now, and I think that's probably a bit of truth in it. Yeah, we, we um, this is uh, an average, a daily average of somebody who works on the show here. Uh, no names given at all. We can see it up on the screen there. Just under nine hours. And the thing that really gets me there, Terry, is look at that twenty-two percent uh, down from last week. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! Oh my! That is some. There's only twenty-four hours in the day. Last week must have been an epic for that person. But let's be clear: it is a working tool. Okay. Yeah. So we're not talking about somebody being on Instagram or uh, tweeting things and abusing somebody else and depressing everybody. All of that social media stuff. We do also have to realise. The incredible tool it is. Mm. I mean, I find that I, you know, the, this program that tells you how much you're on, it's, it's never any less than three hours a day mm. with me. And sometimes it's four and a half hours a day. But that's partly because I read books. Whenever I'm not doing something mm. like this, I'm reading a book. And if you read particularly history, you need your mobile phone because there's going to be concepts, words, practices, individuals that you want to learn more out for, you know, of. And so a mobile phone is just the most fantastic asset. It's like an appendix almost, esoteric kind of to a book. It's like having a library at your disposal instantly. It's like being able to do the most scholarly research. Now, I have to say that this morning, because I was coming on the programme, I looked up the searches that I had done in the past two days, and I wouldn't repeat many of them because they were terribly (laughs) odd, terribly odd. Joe, are people working uh, with their phones or a lot of social media as well? I think it's mostly work, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm with Terry on this. Imagine if you said to Albert Einstein or Isaac Newton that one day people would have this little box they could hold in their hands and access not just, like, the world's, all of the information since the dawn of time 
but also you can book a flight, you can get a recipe for what you're going to eat that it's night. It's an office in your hand it, too, it's, isn't it's it? It's everything in, yeah. in your hand. So I've, listen, I, I, I saw a photograph a while ago of, uh, from the 1970s on, on CIE on train. And everybody was there with yeah. their heads in a newspaper or a magazine or a book. The things, you know, people don't change. It's just a I, different I, delivery system for this sort of stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. I can't agree, guys. I, I don't, I think, Terry, you are the exception with your scholarly searches. I think most people are doom scrolling TikTok looking at chihuahuas. I don't think that the most <laughs> majority of people so are on Kira. <laughs> historical periods. They're on Instagram and rubbish. And mm. it is a time sink. And what's more, those platforms are designed to give you that little dopamine hit, that little red light to come on that someone wants to talk to you. They're designed to keep you there and to keep you there for longer. And particularly for young brains, for kids' brains, for teens' brains, I don't think it's good. Of course you can book a flight. And if that's all you were doing, well, fair play to you. Because I know I'm wasting my time looking at gibberish, a lot of it. And I think an awful lot of people are wasting their time too. I, I, I don't think it's all highbrow and, and work. Or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Well, the thing is that sometimes you have people who are so addicted to finding out what other people are doing and comparing themselves that it's deeply depressing. But I'm, I'm sort of intellectually afraid of the algorithm. But up to now, the algorithm has been really nice to me. It gives me videos of golden retrievers. Mm -hmm. It gives me videos of parrots that are really cute. It, it majors on cute and recipes rather than anything else. Well, so I'm in good humour about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, you know what puts people in good humour as well, Joe? Going out watching some women's sports. Yes, yes get away us. from the phone. Yeah, no, here's an interesting... This is very... This in, in the, the examiner and all over the place today, Aldi commissioned... Uh, sorry, Lidl commissioned a, um, a survey of people and their attitudes to uh, women's sports. And what I found was 60% of people admitted they hadn't been to see a live women's sport event. Now, glass half full or glass half empty, 40%, that means 40% of people have been to mm -hmm. see live women's sport. And if you said that five years ago to anybody in sport yeah. in Ireland, they wouldn't believe you. We've had recently, we'll have uh, women's, uh, the All-Ireland Football Final, ladies' yeah. football. football yeah. 56,000 people were at it, you it's know? Brilliant. You know, it's 43,000 at a soccer international. So you are know? you talking about those kind yeah. of sports? That's I, what they're talking about, Yeah, they're it? talking about, they're also including as well, actually, you know, kind of um, people who go and see their, their, their daughters their kids, okay. for, yeah. uh, competing as well. But this survey has been presented as, oh my God, it's in the shocking, we should all be going to more women's sport. But actually, if you read it from another, from a more positive way, mm -hmm. Attitudes have changed. I've never been to a women's sports thing. Have you, Terry? I've never been to a sports event in my entire <laughs> Male life. Male or female? Yeah. Male or female? I'm probably pretty close to you too, actually. To be honest, I've yeah. been to the odd rugby match. That's it. Yeah. Kira, what about you? You've been to a few games, surely. Okay, I, I, I read this stuff with real interest, and you know what it is? It says 46% of people say yes, people should go to women's sport. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in that category. Three quarters of people say, it's a shame people don't go to women's sports. I'm in that category. And 60% of people say, I've never been to women's sports. And I'm in that category too. Mm. So I am, the, yeah. I'm the majority, I'm, I'm in this myself. Um, I, I, I think it is moving. I think Joe is right. I think when I was young, do you know what? Women didn't play rugby, women didn't play soccer, and women barely played GAA. They played minority sports like netball mm -hmm. that no one gives the monkeys about. So I think we're moving in the absolute right direction. 
interestingly, it's men who are going to women's sports games, not women. Um, men are more supportive. And a lot of it is down to whether or not they have daughters. Mm-hmm. Young girls and women, young women are playing sports more. That's brilliant. And their families are supporting them. I think we're changing. But I still would say this. I think that sport is probably the last bastion within society where it is still very unequal between male and female in coverage, funding, status, all of that. That doesn't exist in education, doesn't exist in the workplace, doesn't exist in most places. But sport is still um, a man's game. Yeah, but, but, I, but, I, but think I think it's getting better. Don't you, but you're the, quite I do. I go to a lot of the, these, yeah. lady, 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 ladies football games and the camogie games as well. And yeah. one of the reasons why I go, because it's entertaining. Yeah. And if it's entertaining, I'll go. And it's the same with, the, with say, Ireland and the soccer now. Yeah. The women's team, like, they're playing good. So all of a sudden, we're saying, this is actually yeah. very, very entertaining. In, like. in many cases, much more skill-based yeah. as well, because, you know, it, they don't have the bulk. They don't have, I know I'm generalising madly yeah. here, but it is more skill-focused in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Especially tactically, more than more than body size in men's football, you know, because can get very dour, very defensive. Women's football is very exciting. It tends to be much more open mm-hmm. in GA and in soccer. Yeah. There's attitudes are changing so so quickly, at, at this, and a lot of it is being driven by dads going to watch their daughters mm-hmm. and kind of going, actually, mm-hmm. do you know what? This is good. Well, this any is exercise, good. I suppose, yeah. that young women can do is good. But let's be honest. Dai's point is very well taken. He goes because he enjoys yeah. it. Mm-hmm. This notion that we must support things. Mm-hmm. No, we mustn't. I mean, I, I was talking earlier about algorithms. I get messages from the Guardian newspaper asking me to support it, yeah. and I end up shouting at my phone and saying, bloody well run your own newspaper mm-hmm. and I'm already paying for it. Don't give me the support stuff. Yeah. Why should we feel that we have the need to sponsor support? If it's good, we'll go. And if it suits and, you. And if it's not, make it better. Mm. And if it suits you, yeah, right. There we have it. It's a very interesting point. Guys, thank you so Guys, much. Guys, thank Dublin you as well. A lot too. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tune in to the Today Show every weekday on RTE1 from 3.30. Or if you miss the show, you can watch it back on the RTE Player. Visit rte.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned.